0: All right, One Heart Conference is going to be a lot of fun. The high school retreat is going to be a lot of fun. If you have not signed up, you want to get signed up. Tonight we're going to start in a a verse that sounds really cool, but it sounds a little bit like a fairy tale. But it's actually in a section, and it's defined as prophecy. If, if you've got your Bibles, bust out Isaiah chapter eleven, verse six through nine. Um, as I, as I came across this passage one day, it just kind of blew me away because it starts out: it says, The wolf shall lie down, da- lie dwe- or shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. And the calf and the lion, um, and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra and the, nur- and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. And I, and I read that and one of my first thoughts, Narnia, <laughs> Can anyone else like read that and like think Narnia? You're like, All right? You have got these like crazy cool beasts that are friendly. That you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ride a lion today. Like my, you know, like hey, my five year old's gonna go get the lion. Like, hey, would you go get him? Um, you bring him in. Yeah, make sure he's got some straw. Like, that doesn't even seem possible. Um, but just in fun, I, I you gotta put up that first picture. As I was thinking about this, I um, thought I looked it up, and and for the record, some of you guys are going. Someone's good at Photoshop. I don't even believe that that's photoshopped. Um, No, it's legit. Really, in uh, I want to say it was 1969 that they were working on a movie, and there was a family that decided to like live with lions. And there's a whole bunch of pictures of them with these lions doing crazy things. And they actually put together an entire movie. In the movie, I think 70 people were injured. But, um... <laughs> like, so it did not end up without incident. Most of this was, was, like... It's like, oh, yeah, they're playing nice, and they hang out with the family all the time. And then there's, like, a picture, like... And that's when that one got upset and decided to bite the person in the back of the head. And they got 200 stitches. And then that's when, like, you're like... Oh, oh. Yeah, so, but... Um, the day that God's prophesied about has not come. Um, it did not work out too well. And that moment seems to have worked out, but the overall relationship at this stage of time was not a win. Um, but it does look cool, doesn't it? The idea of having your own lion. And, and I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, this sounds so awesome. And, and as I look, in like fact, if, if you look in Genesis, um, Because this is prophesying about the day after the Lord comes back. He's gonna rule and reign on earth for a thousand years, and it's describing what things are gonna be like. But as we reflect back in Genesis, we see that, that God made man to have dominion over all these animals, and that they were they were friendly with him. And Eve wasn't even surprised when a snake started talking to her. How many of you guys would freak out if a snake started talking? Be like, straight in! Ah! Like, you're like, die, you be grabbing something sharp, trying to cut its head off. Um, but when, when she doesn't seem to be surprised, the snake may not have been the only talking animal before sin entered the world. So I look at this and I'm like, okay, this is so cool. However, to me, it seems so contrary to nature so backwards. You're like, what do lions eat? And you're like, meat. And everything that's made of it, um, including people. And so you're like, you just like, you, you keep your distance. Like there, there's wisdom in that. Don't go jump in a lion's cage. It's a bad idea. And, and I was looking at this, I'm like, but it seems so contrary to nature, but verse nine gives us the key. It goes through and it's like, it, you know, and, and in this passage, it tells us that the lion's going to eat um, it's going to graze with the, with the cow. They're going to eat straw like an ox. And, and it goes, um, they shall not hurt or destroy on my holy mountain for, this is giving us the reason, for the earth should be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So what seems so completely contrary to nature, he says, when the knowledge of the Lord fills the earth, the very nature will be changed. All the time, I hear people say things like, it's just the way I am. I am Irish, I have a temper. Or maybe I'm a redhead, or maybe I'm redheaded Irish and I really have a temper. Like, they they, they make these. Like statements like, this is this is just who I am. I just, um, I'm just selfish. It's just kind of the way I am. I, I just talk too much. It's part of my personality. I can't help it. It's just, the, I just say what's on my mind. It, this, it It's just, this is the way that my family is. This is just how we relate. This is just what we do. I'm just opinionated. I'm just clumsy, stubborn, and the list can go on. But I got looking at this going, is what I have been... Is what my nature may have been as the sin that's mo- most inclined to me, does that define me? Is that what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life? And, and I looked and I'm like, when, when they begin to know God, if it can change a lion from eating cows to eating straws, straw with the cow, then I think God can change me and my selfishness. I think God can change me and my nature. And just this idea, but it doesn't just come up there. The Bible tells us that God, that when we are in Christ, we are a new creation, that the old has passed away and behold, the new has come. That the person the, the that sin had a hold of is dead and God wants to do something completely new. he, he it is no longer just the way you are. It is no longer just your temperament. He says he wants to do something new. In 2 Corinthians three eighteen, it says that we're gonna behold his face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the other. Because as we look on God, that it's supposed to begin to transform us to reflect him. And, and it goes on in, in Romans, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. This idea that what you look at, what you meditate on, what you think about, it affects you, it changes you, it transforms you. It begins to affect the way that you interact with everybody. How many of you guys ever engage in a conversation about a movie or a TV show? Yes. How many of you, that is your primary subject of yes. communication? Okay, all right, thanks, you can put your hands down. Um, I would like to present the case that those shows and those movies affect you. Yes. They affect your thinking. Um, but but it, it, it's a crazy thing how much they can affect your thinking. I, I was, my wife laughs at this, this is one of her favorite uh, moments to laugh at me, um, but a few years back, I think she was—I want to say that she might have was pregnant with with um, Benaya and wasn't feeling real well, so she had to sit down on the couch like constantly or puke everywhere. And so um, we didn't normally watch a whole lot for TV. I don't think we got any channels in, so that kind of helped. But um, we borrowed a TV series from someone, so it was probably Ronzi because I always borrow movies from Ronzi. Um, and uh so so we watched Smallville, which not really recommending Smallville. they had some episodes where i I, I looked away or shut things off. but um, in this, if, if you don't know anything about it, all that matters is, this is about Superman as uh growing up and going like through high school, and there's like ten seasons um, and so our watching of these expand spanned sp- over quite a period of time because um that's a lot of. Of episodes, but as you're watching it, before you're done with this, you feel like you know these people, at least the main characters. You're like, they're like just a part of your life, and they're like, you, you don't have a clue who they are, what they're actually like, but they, you feel like you're they're part of life, this world that is so far from reality, and you obviously know that it's far from reality. You're like, okay, this is a crazy line where half the people in the thing end up with some kind of a superpower, like weird, but you know that's fake, that's weird, but it still affects you, like. She laughs because one day, like, we're, we're like, walking across the, the drive at the mall, right by the, walking in by the entrance, and a car's coming, and she's standing there not moving very quick, and, like, without doing anything, without moving, without, like, trying to scooch her along, or, like, whistle at them, I just kind of, like, brace myself, like, all right, I'll just take on the car, just keep walking, like, and you're like, why? You're like, it just so became normal. Like, you're like, all right, so take it, break a shoulder, like, whatever. Like, you're not coming that fast. And it's in a parking lot, 15, 20 mile an hour. Like, and you're like, why? Well, because what you take in becomes so normal. And if you stop and think about it, there's so much that you do that you go, that's a bad idea. But it still becomes normal. And if you're not thinking about it, that becomes what you do. And it begins to affect the way you think and... Um, and and I, I've done it with other. We did it with. Um, we watched. We tried to catch up on an entire season of Flash in like a month. Yeah. Um, because if we finish the one that hit Netflix fast enough, we can watch the ones off the uh, ABC or CW, whoever's, off their app. I can Chromecast it and they, we can actually watch them. And so before someone comes and tells me what happened, and they're like, yeah, you don't ruin movies. But, anyways, um, you watch very many of them very quick, and all of a sudden, you begin to think about the show, the movie, the characters, when you're not watching the movie. It becomes a part of your thinking. I thought, okay, does this benefit me at all? That in my thinking is Barry Allen, the fastest man alive. Like, no, like that doesn't do anything for me. And you go through this and like, okay, but If my meditating on these begins to fill me, begins to affect me, changes the way that I think, changes some of my initial responses, how much more powerful is it if I can spend time with God because there was no intent that I'm going to spend this much time watching the flash so that it Fills me to this level. Like that's not a goal. But when you spend that much time with something, thinking about it, focusing on it, meditating on it, it does fill you. So if we spend that much time seeking God and who He is, how much more will it change the way that we think, change the way that it responds? change our concept of what is normal or what should be normal. Because I have talked to people who are making horrible choices because their concept of normal comes from whatever they can find on Netflix. And so their their concept of relationships, of everything, is messed up. As Paul is praying, he, he, he records what he prays for some people in Ephesians chapter one. He goes, "I, I pray for you without, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And this is what he prays, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He prays that God would give you wisdom, revelation and knowledge of him having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. And so I got looking at this going, okay, so as he prays, he wants my life to be transformed. So what does he pray? Does he pray, I pray that you're just awesome and that you walk in the gifts of the spirit and in power, that's what I would pray. Okay, I say that. I have prayed that, okay? Like, I, I have prayed, and you're like, all right, God, I'm going to pray, and there's a spot, I, there's some verses I can stand on. God, God I want to see you move in signs and wonders, and there's these things that are easy to focus on, but he goes, you know what i want to pray? i want to pray that you know God. i want to pray that he opens up your eyes, that you see him, that you have a revelation of who he is, of the hope of his calling, of the riches of your inheritance in Christ Jesus, or in the saints, in Christ Jesus, and he goes through, and, and that you understand the greatness of his power toward us who believe. And so I wanted to look at a couple of these things. Okay, okay, we're gonna look at one of them because of time. Well, I wanna look briefly at the hope to which he has called you. Because if we can look at him, if we can know him, knowing him can transform us. Knowing him can change our normal. Knowing him can change how we live. It can change our very nature. But most Christians don't know God. They know a little bit about God, but not much. You go, What's, what's the hope? What's the hope of your calling? And they'd look at you and go, I don't have to go to hell. Hell's bad. And there's a way I don't have to go. And that is the hope. And yes, that is awesome. I am not going to discount that that's awesome. But there is so much more. You go, what is part of, what is the hope of, what is the hope of which he has called you? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of things. Number one, you have to understand that God is good. And that part of our hope is that God is good. Psalms 136, words 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. I'm, gonna, I'm going through these pretty quick, but I, I want you to understand a, several things here. That God loves you. And it is hard to hope, because a lot of people struggle with their living for God, because they think that God is a giant little kid with a magnifying glass trying to see how much he can burn them and still leave them alive. They're like, God's just picking on me. And they, they, they think that God wants life to be difficult for them. But God lays out that he loves you. And it's hard to follow God if you think he's simply an escape route at the end. And he goes, he, he, he loves you and, and one of the coolest things is that God loves you completely disconnected from your performance. It does not matter if you win or if you lose. And this is one of the things I love to do with my sons. And you can actually test this. And my boys, and they might get shy if everyone tries to bombard them afterwards. But if you, you can ask them, why does your daddy love you? Because I, I say this to them all the time. Why do I love you? Now, they now know the answers to everything. They're like, because I'm your son. That's right. What if you're good? What if you're bad? What if you're happy? What if you're sad? What if you're mad? What if you're glad? What if you win? What if you lose? What if you're right? What if you're wrong? What if I'm angry? What if you're angry? What if I'm frustrated? And I'll go through a list, depending on how much time we have, how long of a list. Like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and i end it. That's right. Forever and always, my son you'll be, and I will always love you. Because I want them to know that my love for them has nothing to do with how awesome they are. I think my sons are awesome. But if one day they do something so stupid, it's so unawesome, I want them to know that my love for them doesn't change because it was never based on their awesome. God is a way better father than me. He says that while we were still sinners that Christ loved us and died for us. That he showed the peak of love for us completely disconnected from our performance. God wants a relationship with you. And this, this is huge. Being a Christian isn't about escaping hell. God made us in the very beginning to have a relationship. You can go back all the way to Genesis and he makes man and he walks with man. And you look and and, and all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation chapter chapter one, chapter 21, in verse three, God's saying, when everything gets set right, when I have my way completely, When my will is done on earth as it is in heaven, this is what it's going to look like. The dwelling place of God is with man. He will be with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. Five times in one verse, he links his connection to us. Five times in one verse, he goes, I will be with them. I want a relationship with, with them. And it's gonna be awesome. And there's, there, I, 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 wanted, uh, I started to do this and I, I kept wanting to do more and more on heaven because I want you to understand um, that God did not intend for you, that God's intent for you wasn't this broken and dysfunctional world as we know it. That God's plans for you are awesome. And he still has plans for you. But when God made things, it should look a little bit more like this. Put the first picture. I got I got looking at just some fun gardens as you look, and what did he how did he make things? He made things in a beautiful garden where he put them. Where everything, where all everything was under their dominion. Next picture. And he, as he as he begins to talk about heaven, it's not this place that's on a cloud somewhere. He begins to describe heaven on the new earth, where there's rivers, where there's streams, where there's trees. Next one. Um, uh, he described the the lion. Them. I I look at something like this is this is what it's supposed to be. Next one. And I just look at these and I begin to get excited because these, these, are, these are awesome. These are fun. Next one. Uh, I would love to visit all of these locations. However, right now, my pocketbook would not support such an endeavor. But God is going to create the earth, recreate the earth anew with all of the best and have eternity to rule and reign with him and to discover the creation the way it was meant to be in relationship with him. So, next one. Getting to walk these kind of trails with Jesus. To walk with him. Next one. To enjoy the sunrises that he created with him on a a new earth. And yes, anytime you think of paradise, you need this one. You you just gotta have tropics somewhere in there. Some kind of tropical beach. But God's plan, he hasn't given up on. I want you to understand that that God has great things for you, that you need to know that God loves you, that God wants good things for you, that God's love isn't based on your performance, that God has not given up on you, but that God is extending so much for you. Say, what is the hope? The hope is Jesus. Our hope is heaven. Our hope is a relationship with God here and now. Our hope is love, not based on performance. Our hope is forgiveness. Our hope is is that he has purpose. Hope in f- that we have freedom, redemption, walking in a glorious inheritance with Christ. Our hope is walking in power, anointed with the Holy Spirit. Our hope is empowered life, walking out God's will here and now and forever more. Our hope, It's awesome. And as we see God and we hope in him, it will begin to transform us. It'll begin to transform the way we live. It'll begin to transform our very nature. But it's not enough to know about God. We have to actually know God. And there's a big difference from simply knowing about something and knowing them. There's a big difference from watching a movie and knowing about a character. Having a wife, I know her. I have a relationship with her. God wants a relationship with us. God wants to know you. I'm gonna pray for you but I wanna give you an opportunity not just to know about God, but to know him. And we're gonna worship him because one of the best places to encounter God, to know him is in worship. So I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna invite you guys. Actually, want you all stand right now. I'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna come forward and we're gonna go into a little bit of worship. thank you that you are Lord God Almighty and that you are loving, that you are kind, that you have good things for us. God, I pray that you would give each person here understanding, a fresh revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of you and the hope of your calling and their inheritance in the saints in Christ Jesus. God, that you would pour out your love and your grace in this place. God, that we could not just know about you, but that we could know you. Jesus,